Hello and welcome to the Magic Ball from Burkamp podcast. I am your host Sam. I'm known as that official on Sam on Twitter. Welcome to episode twenty. This episode is a. This podcast is available on Podomatic, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. In this podcast today, we will be reviewing the Crystal Palace game and also previewing the Brighton game. And today, I've got two guests. I've got Harry and I've got Hamad. Hello, guys. How are we doing? How's that? Great, man. Thanks for having us. Fantastic, fantastic. So let's get straight into it. What did what did um, Hamad? Uh, I will go to you first. So you're a new new guest on here. What did you think of the of the uh, game against Palace, the three one victory? Um, to be very honest, Sam, I was I was I didn't really care. I I I sort of actually wanted us to lose, if you know what I mean. I don't really want to go to the whole conference thing. No, I'm kidding. Um, um what actually happened was um. I saw the whole game and there were moments in the match where I was like, okay, we're playing well. We have Palace boxed in. We are creating chances. We are creating opportunities and moments and stuff like that. But we didn't create, we didn't, we didn't take many shots. We didn't create many goal scoring opportunities. We weren't really dangerous in their box. We just had sterile possession. Uh, it, it's, it's like when you order water and they and they put and they put spice in it for some reason, and you're like, "What the hell's this?" That's what happened. I was like, "What the hell are they doing?" They're trying to create chances, but all they all there was was spiral was shit possession, left, right, left, right, in. Oh, here you go. Here's the ball. No, I don't want it. Here, here, Thomas, you take it. And he swings it off to the to Tierney. No, I don't want it. You can take it. And we have those mad dogs in McCarthy, and everybody else has us boxed in and not having or creating any chances anywhere. So, there you go. I mean, Arteta is really not helping himself. He really isn't helping himself. Fantastic. That that is a um, you know I, I I agree with you there. You know, it's a pointless game. We won, but it means absolutely nothing to the um, entire season. Um, you know, looking forward now, like you said. Not many fans want to be in, the, in this conference league. It's worth it's worth absolutely nothing. Um, oh while based in the Europa League, it doesn't mean much. Um, but yeah, um, uh, Harry, moving to you, the game against Brighton tomorrow. What do you expect of it, um, Harry? I just don't want us to be in the conference league. To be honest, I just I don't want to lose. But you know, I'll take a point. That's about it. It's it's just. I don't know why some fans really want that to happen. It, it's just pointless. You know, you want to play the kids and stuff like that, but imagine going out to different, um, like traveling and then all the grounds I've seen, it's just pointless to be honest at the conference league. I don't want us to be in that. So going into, it's just, going into the game against Brighton though, there is a certain target who Arsenal have been looking at who's going to be playing tomorrow. You're going to have your, are you guys going to have your eyes on him? You, you know who that target is? <laughs> <laughs> Bissouma. Yeah, we all, yeah, we're basically talking about yes, Bissouma. I know, and the guy is pretty much perfect for what we're trying to do. Most people would say that he isn't really. Um, yeah, know, I don't get that. I, yeah, I, I don't get that. I, I really people like Arsenal fans don't want him. Like, don't they? They think that they don't need him. I, I don't understand that. To be honest, I, I don't get that. Like they uh, look, they think that. We'll have all of our midfielders that are playing first choice will be fit for the entire entirety of the season, but yeah, that's not realistic. Yeah. Exactly. We're going to get injuries. We're going to get injuries. We're going to get players who will go out of form. We're going to get um, 
you know, idiots who get sent off. I'm looking at Granit Xhaka, by the way. So that's going to happen. We'll no, need I, I, reliable yeah. options. Like, we'll need reliable options, options that we can trust. I don't trust El Nani. I don't trust Sabayos. But don't you, think, don't you think that Zaka will be leaving? Um, I'm skeptical on that, actually. I mean, look, if, if you think of it from Arteta's perspective, right? It, he wants someone to patrol his back line and he wants someone to patrol the midfield. Xhaka does that well. But on the other I hand... Don't, I, I, don't, I don't think Xhaka... Hear, hear it nah. out. Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. Xhaka does that well. Yeah, I mean, Jaka does that well, but he does it in really small circumstances. Like, he'll move to that left-back spot and try to play out like a quarterback. And he moves like a tractor. So you're, bas- you're basically leaving Thomas Partey or Elneny or his partner in the middle, right? He, he's, he has 60 yards of space in front of him. And he has so much to cover that he doesn't have a reliable partner with him. No one is holding the midfield together and you're stuck with a single guy and a single pivot being attacked from all ends. And then we wonder why our midfield is poor. That's how I see it. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But um, going beyond this game now, the transfer window is going to open. We'll reveal to you guys a little bit of a, a transfer had exclusive that we've got here on this podcast today. But um, going into this uh, transfer window, um, I'd say, uh, um, Harry, I'll, I'll come to you first. I'll come to you on this. Um, name one person you want in this window, one player that you have an eye on that say that, you know what, if tomorrow they signed this person, but also got other business done, but one particular name, You'd say to yourself, "This was a perfect window." Who would it? Who would it be? Like someone just that's one, just, just one signing. Then, like, like there'll be a, say we make we make a we say for example we make six six new additions. Yeah. Say for six, example, okay. say we make okay. six new additions. But name one player that you would love to see in an Arsenal shirt. Realistically, that would make you call it a ten out of ten window. I I don't think it's gonna be realistic, but but. I think every Arsenal fan would want Jack Jack Grealish in this side. I mean, who who wouldn't want him? To be honest, uh, I would take Grealish. Uh, that would be a ten out of ten out ten out of ten window. But then again, if you're not going to address other other position as well, then there's no there's no point at all. So yeah, th- that one player is Grealish. Jack fantastic, Grealish. fantastic, and. Um, for yourself, uh, Hamad, I understand you're a massive fan of Thomas Partey. You know, every tweet I read about Partey, you're very, very defensive towards Thomas Partey. But for Thomas Partey to succeed, he needs, you know, top-class midfielders and players around him. Which player do you think, Hamad, that you would say tomorrow that you put, him, you put Partey next to him in that pivot and you would say that, sorry, we make those six additions, like I said to Harry. We make six additions. And one of them is a pivot to party that's going to work in a midfield too with him. Who would be that dream signing for the summer that you would turn around and say, you know what, this person made my window a 10 out of 10? If you're going to ask me about a pivot for Thomas Partey, um, it's a really tough question, by the way. It's a really good question because there are so many names that uh, come to mind and every name has its own um, you know, perks. Um, 
like some people would want Thomas Partey's partner to be a bit more attack-minded. Other people would want someone a bit defensive, like, you know, like like Jorginho and Conte at Chelsea. Um, one person is the one who's uh, controlling the play and the other is the one who's uh, basically the tackler of the team and the transitional player that carries the ball into the box. We can go that route. And if we go, if we do that, then Basuma is the one I'd want. He's perfect. He covers every shred plate of glass that I could see and where he's going to show us that tomorrow, by the way. And he's an, he's a great tackler. He carries the ball over large distances and he is just an aggressive monster that is fir- that is a first-phase midfielder. We, don't, we lack first-phase midfielders, by the way. Midfielders that engage duels, that come in and say, this is our midfield. You can't boss us. We don't have that. We have a bunch of sissies playing in, mid- in, in the middle, by the way. I'm sorry to say that, but it really is tr- the truth. We, are, we have awful, awful midfielders. And I can't stress this enough. I mean... I'm willing to bet even Dendonka starts for us. And he really starts for Wolves. That's how bad we are. Thomas Partey is the only one who I can say that, hey, at least this guy is good. Everyone else, nope. And if you tell me that, I, if you want another midfielder who can come in and say, okay, an attack-minded one, then it's Inters Barella, without a doubt. Inters Barella. He is phenomenal. He is just an all-around, box-to-box, fun, fun, phenomenal beast of a midfielder. He can cover ground. He can attack the box. He can play crosses. He can uh, make late runs into the box. He's, he has a great eye for a pass on him. And you'll see him at the Euros, by the way. He'll start for Italy. So these are the two names that I'd say, okay, I'm happy now. I think then our midfield can definitely compete. Just, just, just a quick one, Hamad. What do you, what do you think about Kamavinga? There's, there's a lot of, there are a lot of stories going about him as well. Yeah. Um, Harry, Kamavinga is pretty young. Um, I, I mean, I've not really seen him as regularly as most have, but from what I, I have seen, um, he has world-class potential, and he has the potential to play for Real Madrid, and he has the potential to play for any top team at, at the very top level. That's what he can do. But in terms of Arsenal, where we are, can we risk another project in the middle of the, pit, on the, in the, middle of the pitch where we are already really lacking quality? We are really lacking in quality and we can't afford someone else who's going to take their time and build up strength and be yeah, um, adaptive yeah. to the league. We can't risk yeah, that. That's yeah. something that we can't risk. I like him. I like him. But... When squad makeup comes into play, um, I'm skeptical. It's the solid. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, moving on to the exclusive build show, exclusive transfer bit. So this week we've heard a lot of different things. We've heard that today. We've heard, we heard a few days ago that Norwich, you know, if a good bid comes in for Bundia, he'll be gone. He'll be, you know, he'll be gone. Um, and Arsenal are one of the clubs. Are eyeing up, eyeing him up, and rumor has it that if Arsenal do make a bid for him, he will have his head ten and one will join the Gunners. Um, I was, I've also read something about Max Aaron's where they want Norwich on thirty million minimum for him, and again, Arsenal's another club that if we make an attempt for him because Bellerin is due to leave in the summer, he'll go. But one thing I've received, which I'll take it with a pinch of salt, but from it's actually, it's actually quite amazing that. But what this uh, what this is, so we all heard of we all know James Madison of Leicester, right? 
we all know James Madison of Leicester. And yeah, yeah. what it is, is that if Leicester, which is a big if, if Leicester do not qualify for the Champions League, he will look to... I'm not, I'm not too sure if this will happen, but what I got told is that it's a, it's a possibility that he might look to leave Leicester for a club within the Premier League. And the club that's willing to make the big buck move for him is Arsenal. And even if Leicester miss out on the Champions League, and they don't make it, Arsenal will be the club that go after him and he will be willing to join the Gunners should they offer him maybe a nice salary. I'm not, I'm, I take this with a pinch of salt, but it's, it's what I've, what I've, um, what, what I've, what I've been told. And I just think to myself, okay, it's, it's an exclusive of, of maybe James Madison potentially joining the Gunners. What would you guys think of that signing? Should, should, Leicester miss out and Arsenal actually go for him, proactively chase him instead of someone like Grealish or even maybe our. What would you guys make of the signing of James Madison to Arsenal if it happens? Okay, uh, I had a, I had a bit of a think on this, and I suppose he's he's actually a really solid option. You know why? Because the guy can drop deep. We are so used to playmakers like Mesut Ozil who only roam in the final third. And we disregard concepts like hard work and marking your man and off-the-ball movement. We disregard all of that. But when it comes to someone who is the modern number 10, who is the modern attacking midfielder, I see Madison as being one of the few top players in the Premier League. And He'd fit in really well. He can play in a three. He can play as the number 10. There are instances where I've seen him drift wider. And there are instances where I've seen the guy uh, drop to uh, as a box-to-box -box midfielder at times. Although that's in play and that's not really by design. But I've seen him progress. I've seen him play amazing passes. I've seen him take great shots from long ranges. We lack that. We are a really short drive web, uh, site, uh, club. Right now, as a team, we don't take many shots. And that's why we have not scored as many goals. He's so, also a good free kick specialist, isn't it? He, he takes good free kicks, correct? Yeah, yeah, ex yeah exactly. Yeah, um, We have Nicolas Pepe uh, hitting his corner into the side netting. We have William trying to kick a football. We have Granit Xhaka who thinks his foot is a rocket and he knocks it all the way to Pakistan. And we really need someone who can actually hit a free kick. We really, really do. Uh, jokes aside, it's such an important aspect to have in a team when you have a, a freak specialist. So um, by the time Thomas Partey stops sending the ball to God, I hope that there is a Madison comes in and actually starts to take good shots uh, and create chances because rebounds are rebounds are, are great chances to score goals. When, when Spurs had Ericsson, right, what he used to do is that he used to take a lot of shots. And Harry Kane used to, what, what Harry Kane used to do is that when he took those shots, he used to be on the last defender waiting for those um, uh, rebounds. And he just, uh, he just put the rebounds away. We don't do that. We have no one who takes those shots. So I welcome Grealish. I welcome Grealish and I welcome Madison, uh, now that I've mentioned it. So it's, 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 a welcome, it's a welcome rumor and I'd be more than happy. I'd be ecstatic, actually. Harry? 
Yeah, I, I totally agree with Hamad, but um, I, and I think medicine could be could be cheaper as well um, to to British. And yeah, exactly as what Hamad said, it's um, someone that we probably like um, to shoot from out of the, out of, outside the box. Even even in Bangladesh, we didn't have that that person who actually can shoot from out of the box. You know, we used to, you know, play through the last. Uh, line and then try to score a goal and then beautiful goals, but we did not have that particular, um, you know, a, a player that's going to take a shot from outside the box. So I think, I think, yeah, definitely welcome um, medicine. But yeah, I did, I did hear about medicine and British as well. There, there was definitely interest in them, and um, I was, I, I wasn't too sure who are we going to go for. But that also depends on what are the fee they're going to be asking and how, <clears throat> what, what, what is the. Um, progress of Leicester and Aston Villa as well. So yeah, definitely, definitely welcome one of one of them to the club. I mean, yeah, this is, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. And uh, th- that was it for episode 20 of the Magic Ball from Berkham podcast. Thank you, Harry. Thank you, Hamad, for coming on. It's been a pleasure Thank to you, have Sam. both Thank of you guys. And, uh, Thanks for having me, man. It's an absolute pleasure to have you guys. Hopefully, I can have you guys again soon. So, if you do make potential signings, I'd probably I would like your guys' feedback on a podcast with those signings. Um, it would, you know, having you guys on has been an absolute blessing. In it's just an absolute blessing to have both of you on. You know, it's been it's it's really it's been one of a great one of the great podcasts I've actually I've actually done with this with this channel, which which means a lot. And um, that was it for episode twenty, guys. Uh, make sure to uh, follow uh, Harry and Hamad on Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe and shout the podcast out. And um, I will see you all soon. Thank, thank you for thank you all for tuning in and listening. Take care of yourselves and goodbye. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye.